0: Animo, very elegant late, it's state of rest at the 100, Animo wearing it down, state of rest just in front of Animo, state of rest holding on, state of rest I think is just one for the Emerald Isle from Animo.
1: Welcome to Bet Doctor. behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate, I'm your host Scoot, a big Derby Day edition here, DK. Yeah, we're up and about today Scoot. Man on fire, you yeah. would be, you would be up and about, we've had a couple of new DK out wide uh, subs and uh three from three since yeah, i have joined, they're all over you on Twitter,
2: Back fired up. I was at my tail a little bit between my legs last week, but we're back three from three and a bit of, fresh bit air, of luck. Fresh air cut. Fresh haircut, Jeez, trim, fresh. and the ready thing, you, you'll know, it won't, it won't mean much to you, Nico, but yesterday, for the first time in three months, actually, both kids are out of the house back at school, oh, and it was just like, I'd been Frank <laughs> Costanza for three months, Serenity now, please, any danger, <laughs> and yesterday, I was old mate from the castle house The Serenity, it was just beautiful, so um, our parents who are listening, they'll, they'll definitely understand what I'm talking about there, but, uh, and we had the beautiful weather yesterday, we had the Derby Day Fields released, I mean, it's just... Just great! Are you, are you pumped up, You've Got a horn. Got a horn. So we're, we're <laughs> whichy, going all right. And got a, proof? We're, we're, a witchy proof. said so they will get to that more like <laughs> Sunday. We've, we've got a live one. Yeah. Hopefully, we've got a live one
1: going at Warnervale today for the subs. So um, look out. I tell you what, and you'd be horned up for Melbourne Cup Day. The wide meetings on Melbourne Cup Day, of which there's that only one, just...
2: one now because of uh, COVID. So no, we're only back to Chuka
1: no. and a Chuka. I remember oh, one no. of the, my
2: earliest memories as a kid. Because I used to go around with Dad to all the country races, and we used to go to a Echuca on uh, Melbourne Cup Day. He might have a runner or something. And I remember this huge crowd around the TVs and uh, watching Kiwi storm home from last oh, wow. in 1983, that was, coming from last. Oh. He was out of the screen, so that was one of my earliest memories as a kid of the racing. My birth year. 83? Yeah, there it's you popped go. out. I would have been alive, breathing, but I wouldn't have been doing much, blowing
1: bubbles. <laughs> there you go. chuka. So, you know, we'll be back all next year, all those meetings, but we've only got the one. Nico, you would have been a figment of your old man's imagination, 1983, I would have well, thought.
0: I imagine. Um, <laughs> how you ve- going? Very similar sort of upbringing. I remember watching a lot of... I don't know, like Derby Day going to Mortlake. Well, you just told us yeah, about Mortlake, <laughs> didn't you? I remember watching Snitzeland win the Coolmore at Mortlake, sitting in like the secretary's office or something like that <laughs> on the tab TV. Yeah. Johnny Allen rode a horse for my old man, Whiskey Cruff, in a 1200 meter 58. Got it beat. Got it beat. 10 years, years later. later he winning the, winning the cons- <laughs> I reckon it was his only ride look, his the day.
2: <laughs> jumps jockey from Ireland. Yeah, we'll throw you a bone.
0: <laughs> pretty much. It oh, was, oh, what, a great, um, what a great game. Because he was with Weary. Weary was pretty much ringing blocks just to put him on. Well, yeah. Because yeah. he couldn't get a ride anywhere. Yeah. And now look now look where he's come. What an outstanding win that was by um, state arrest, the protest. It's sort it's kind of... Forgotten about very easily it now. Is, Derby it Derby
2: Day. It was just, I mean, how good is our game? It was so, drama. I wasn't even invested. In us, "But You you think you're on MR, whatever. But I was an investment. I was, I was tense. I was pacing around the room. What are the f- stewards going to do Because you just knew
1: how much was on the, on the line. And uh, oh, I was great. I was on
0: both, so I was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Damn, yeah. Oh, yeah good. You,
1: you read yeah. it like an absolute book. Your <laughs> Manningard mail was sensational. Heck was that when they both came away at the 100 and you're on both. And you're, you're on, on both. It doesn't matter which one of you wins. Exactly. <laughs> I needed uh, Animo for the, the better result, and I'm surprised. I think they could have upheld it. Maybe if it wasn't international, they may have turned it over. But I went digging right just quickly. And about all the, you know, the high profile protests. And I realized I've been on the wrong end of so many of them. Magic Jet versus Churchill Downs, wrong side scoot. I was on Magic Jet. He's remarkable in Perth. Got me Tavachi Palantino. That uh, was interference at the 800 or something. That one was, wasn't it? Yeah, and then uh, no looking back, time, wrong side again. Oh, and then Magic I've got, got skittled again on, on Animo. Oh, and I, like, I'm some... sure there's many guys out there like me that have probably lined up on all those same horses. but Gone the other way. It's crazy. It's just Gone like the photos. Way. They can just go like go the wrong way. And there was some chatter about our
2: mate, at, or your mate, about <laughs> the strength of the Cox Plate. Didn't he say, Matt no. Stewart, that it uh, was B-grade design? I mean, I saw Dan O'Sullivan put the ratings out. The race rated fine, same as Sir Dragon, eh? The thing was, Johnny Allen said, so Johnny Allen took that gap. He said, geez, the horse sprinted. Mm. I took it and it really sprinted. And then I looked he said, I couldn't believe something went with me. Mm. That's how well that horse
1: sprinted Mm. and that's how good Animo is. So um, there's no no worries about the strength of that race to me. Yeah, it's funny. I I watched it closely, obviously. I was invested and everyone watched it a million times. But. He sort of shied initially animo when he first shifted in and missed him, and then he's got him another time, and then he's ended up two two to three horses closer in. So I thought it was really stiff, and it th- I
0: thought is it is it a nose the margin has to be for that to be overturned? It's well I think the racing.com put out a poll and it was like 50 mm. Um I think the stewards are probably like I think it has to be blatant that, that horse have have interference Yeah, and it has to be interference. Yeah, like well, by,
2: by, by, by brushed. It was a It was hardly a bump. It was a brush.
0: I think everyone's pretty pretty split, and given that, I think you just let what unfolded happen out on the track.
2: First past the post has to mean something as well. It has to be in your favour if you are first past the post, Mm. you know, to be overturned.
1: You only had 80 metres.
0: It's got to be definitive. 80 metres
1: to pick. Yeah, it was 50-50, and I wasn't that uh, dirty, even though I had a future
2: protests... Of any kind in the bush or anything, if they upheld a protest on that minor interference, I would have had worries going forward because you know every time you're in a protest, mm. it like, well, could be off here any time. You know, <laughs> so when I mean, there's one again Sunday, but um, uh, Zach Spain and uh, the 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 sail, the thing in the maiden dangers or whatever it was, come crashing oh, out. yeah, but out. But yeah. the thing in front of him sort of shifted out, and it's half played in his favour. But you could see, see, there There we go. Sunday's another protest. But anyway. Bendigo Cup, Scooty. Did you play there?
1: Oh, yeah. I got I back Wheatwood, and I thought uh, Smoking Romans was a good lay. I I liked it, Ahmad, but I thought it it would be slowly fun. away again. So like <laughs> I, I read the race really well, um, but I was I'm, I'm surprised Nico's so up and about. I thought he'd come in here steaming because it seems oh. like Racing.com. And MRC have taken a couple of big leaps forward to get the vision of the yard. And then yesterday they played the national oh, anthem. What, what,
2: what was Juppie talking so- bit- about? What Was well, he going no, on there? Juppie well, he blew up about the national anthem.
1: But then you can't see any of the horses parade.
2: They weren't even in the parade. It was pre-recorded. No, they, 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 they had were,
0: the mounting yard behind it. When they sort of threw to it, um, JT, the horses were behind him on the screen. Oh. So they were they were in the yard, and then they pre-recorded the thing. <laughs> like we've heard the national anthem 500 million times. Like I don't know why we sort of have to. Chucked that into the coverage, but anyway. um, It's Racing.com, Then then you see three horses in the yard without riders. Like once the riders go on, they're completely irrelevant to how they sort of prayed because they just change so much. You can't tell how they walk and all those kind of things. So, no, it wasn't their best day, Racing.com. Hopefully they can bounce back um, for Cup Week for the punters, but their Group 1 stuff's been good, but Bendigo can be a track where they just can get it completely wrong, so... I was fired up yesterday, and I was, I was nearly DK-esque in the house, just blowing up. But <laughs> blowing I'm, up I'm calmed down now. Blowing up the Lux. Done of the of form for Flemington, and we just need to find some winners.
2: Speaking of blowing up the Lux. What's there was a new, new benchmark set on Sunday night by our golfing mate, the Big Daddy. So he definitely <laughs> must have had a losing day here. So for people listening across, there's a... There's a um, radio show on Sunday nights on RSN. It's been on for 47 years, the same father. Jared Dowling, Level Ring Up, and it's just, you know, it's a bit of a break from their wall-to-wall racing and things like that, Um, so it's on Sunday. Well, anyway... So Big Daddy comes on ten o'clock Sunday night on Twitter. What's going on here? Listen, his family counts like crap. You have got guys. I said, Big Daddy, please, With respect for fathers. Like, it's like he's had a losing day, and then he's found Father Jared to sink the boots into. Like, be <laughs> in Big Daddy. Have a good hard look at yourself. Come on.
1: Our uh, <laughs> our golfing expert Adam Fraser there, Big Daddy. So yeah, I I actually had a bit of a chuckle of that. I I <laughs> liked his tweet because I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I read it exactly. i didn't
2: read it twice. What's yeah. he sinking the boots into, Father Jared?
1: Oh, <laughs> God. oh God, it's gonna be. Uh, a great show today. We've got Mugs. Morley was a bit stiff last time. Uh, Gravine. I tell you what, Mug can find a shortener, and I think he's going to uh, load up in the last race. So he's a bit of a... last get- race. Mug. Yeah, he's a get out stakes man. He loves it, doesn't he?
2: <laughs> we're uh, we're going to talk- to the pub this week, isn't he? Isn't he invite all the buddies, the Mug, the Mug, uh, the Mug the fan mug club, army, the
0: Mug Army, to come and meet him
1: for a drink? <laughs> yeah, he's announced which Pub, and uh, so check out Mug Punner <laughs> on it's Twitter. A juggernaut, the Mug. Yeah. What have we What have we done? He's going to take over the world, I think. But uh, we've got Golden Eagle preview. With uh, the assaulter from Malta, Jason as a party, Derby Day, uh, Casey McCutcheon, Mint Bet's going to come back, and Nico's going to have a look at a couple of races. We'll have a look at all the big ones there. Uh, but first, we've got Casey on the line now. Welcome to the show, Casey.
3: Bet Doctors, hello, good hello, boys. How are we? It's Derby Week. What's going on,
1: mate? We're uh, we're pumped up. We're up and about in here, buddy. Uh, everyone's on fire. DK's uh, winners everywhere. Nico's up and about. You were up and about last time we saw you on the uh, stream and uh, now you go back to, uh, to headquarters. You love Flemington. This is your time to shine, big fella.
3: Well, mate, if, if, is there another day? I know we talk Guinea's Day, Christmas Day, but is there <laughs> another day that just gets you uh, all revved up on the Monday or Tuesday prior? I had to have a hit out last night just to take some freshness uh, away ahead of Saturday uh, and... Uh, Cannot wait for Saturday. The card is just, just makes you salivate. It's a big day. Nine races, all of them are crackers. And uh, the Empire Rose, which we've got some history with the Bet Doctor boys and us. And I'm just gotten out the fetal position from uh, odium getting rolled last year. But uh, it's time for some closure.
1: Mate, outstanding. I won't ask what uh, the prep is uh, that you've had, but uh, let's get straight into the odds. Empire Rose Stakes odds courtesy of Top Sport. Tafana up the top of the market here, three ninety into three fifty. Mystic Journey six dollars. She was uh, she could be back. Betty uh, Colette six fifty. Flying Mascot uh, big winner last time nine fifty. Still a start was tough. Eleven dollars. Amaral Arena sixteen dollars. Hungry Hearts sixteen. Celio Miss is twenty one dollars. Big price hit. Mirror Vision twenty six. Here Sue. Wow, $26. Stein and one of Nico Sources 26 Uh Kiku, $34. Nimali, $34. I'm nearly at the end, so I might as well keep going through them. Harmony Rose 41 and Pride of Jenny $61. Let's have a look at uh Tefane again here. And it's uh yeah, she is. I'd say Where
3: is she? On the on the rail in the in the coffin, I think. here, trying to get a run And uh she was just Uh, Held up for a run from about the 400. This is the I'm Thunderstruck race. that we're all cheering our our, uh, lungs out for. They get Thunderstruck to the line. And it's the one coming down the outside. Now, Tafani burst through a gap and there was no gap to be taken. She took one, hit the line good, went through and got bloused by one of the form horses in the country. We were all cheering obviously on the stream. We wanted uh, wanted Thunderstruck. But when I went back and looked at that race, she's given him six kilos. He's on fire. Uh, he he got the run when he needed it. It was just an annoyance. she probably should have almost won that race. And what odds would she be Saturday if she had of and uh, she had a roll thunderstruck who everyone's um in raptures about for the golden eagle. So that's her last run. The run before she's eyeballed the best weight for weight for age horse in the country. Um, people say she can't run a mile. She got beat a length that day. Um, she comes back to May's grade here, and uh, we, everyone's got 57. She gets gate two. I'm just uh, I'm just fearful for what my am doing. I don't think I'll actually watch the quaddy legs if she gets rolled on Saturday because I am just, I cannot see how this horse gets rolled. And when you take all those things, the form lines are amazing. She gets a million-dollar bonus, the owners and co, if uh, she wins on Saturday. After winning the Tats Tiara in Brisbane in the winter, so this is her grand final. She's ready to rock and roll. I just cannot find a, a, a cross mark against this horse. And there were $4 floating around yesterday. If you see any of that punters, just do yourself a favour, Molly Meldrum, and just tuck in, a bit responsibly, but tuck in. And uh, you go through some of the other runners in the market. Um, all of them want a softer track than they're going to get on Saturday. Um, the map, the horses outside her that want to go forward, are going to have to do some work to cover her up. Oh my goodness me! I'm just not sure what will happen if uh, if she goes down in this uh, Empire Rose.
1: Mate, yeah, your speed map uh, is is interesting here. You got the <laughs> you got the big blue duck out the front. I assume that's Tefane, and uh, you got everyone in behind it, so she's just going to roll straight to the funny control it, and that's going to be the best uh, chance she gets to run out a strong mile. And anyone that probably knocked her in the two-rack, I think you can uh, poo-poo that she doesn't run a mile. She was, uh, If she had even luck, it would have been a bobbing finish. Whether she beats on oh, Thunderstruck, I'll never know. But, uh, Case, this blue duck, <laughs> please explain. <laughs>
3: Well, yeah, like I said, I took, I took the edge off last night and we're doing the map and taking too long on it. I got a bit bored and I've never seen a blue duck on a speed map before. And uh, to be honest with you, I just wanted to see what a blue duck looked like. And um, I just think the rest of these horses get a front-rate ticket to the Tofane show and she's, she's gonna be out there like the proverbial big blue duck and, uh, and they get to watch her, her rump just head off into the distance and salute the judge. So I just want to, I mean, I just try not to use swear words about what I think about <laughs> the, the chances for this horse. Um, but yeah, I might not never back a Moroni horse again if she, if she doesn't get the chocolates on Saturday.
0: Nico, what are your thoughts? I'm on Mystic Journey at 11. So I'm kind of pulling her tail to find a, eh? but I, I definitely can see she's a big chance, isn't mm. she? She might be the horse that I kind of chop out on, on the race. Like Kay said, most of them are kind of wanting probably softer ground. Mystic Journey's probably better on softer ground. Colette, same sort of boat. wherever a few the others out, she ticks every box. She runs the mile. Um, I think three weeks out of the two act will be okay. Like I'm thunderstruck. I know we talked about those horses, but could be flat. But three weeks might be the go. Um, loves Flemington. This horse and you know her most recent runs. You know she took on the boys last out in the two act. She took on the boys in the Cupid Diva, mm-hmm. She won the Stradbroke. Like coming back to her own sex. Um, yeah, she's going to be hard to beat for sure. I think we've got uh, the Mystic
1: Journey replay, so we'll watch her hit the line. And and Colette would be fresh for everyone. Colette uh, is an absolute wetty, might be the best wet tracker in Australia. So everyone knows that. Flying mascot, we've seen that recently. He's still a star. We're, uh, this is still a star
0: here. Still a star is hard to knock in this race. Like mm. She'll just have the similar run to what it's she tough. got here. She's had one run in her career where she hasn't run a place, and that was in an all-star mile on a real wet track. Mystic Journey just charges the line here. I think she was one of the fastest last 200 meters of the meeting. Mm. Um, she looks like she's maybe not back to her best, but she's somewhere near it. Mm. Uh, I don't know if she'll ever get back to the best that we saw her, but I think she's somewhere back to you know where she was last spring, where she started favourite in this race and had no luck. So
2: it's the low draw. You probably would have preferred she drawn out. She
0: seems better outside horses. I think they might be able to use her a bit from the low draw okay. though. Like they, there was no intent there whatsoever. Now from Barrier 3, grand final race, Nolan might actually try to get her out of the gates and she might not have to give him 20 links mm. like she did there. But um, it's probably not a negative. Um, but, again, if she gets buried back on the rail, then it could be a positive, mm. Um, mm. a negative.
1: Interesting runner, Mystic Journey. At this track and distance, I can see the big syndicates launching in and the data plays. in. Well, they did that last year. In. Like, she
0: started favourite in the Empire. She could be off the map. Mm. She, what, she has a huge figure in the Australian mm. Guineas and mm. the... Or awesome. oh, It's a bit of old form, but it's gonna mean something here, isn't it?
1: Yep. All
0: right, let's uh
1: let's take a look at the uh, the VRC Derby while we've got case on the line. let's have a look at the market at the VRC Derby here. Forgot you uh a really big win there in the bars, four dollars sixty, gun stock four sixty. You got Hototsu $6.50, weird sort of setup bit. Uh, Tutakaka or Chu Chu Kaka, as uh, Matty Hill calls it, $9. Allegra, nine fifty. dollars Jungle Magnate, $18. T Water's $19. Commander Harry, $26. Spirit of Gaylard $26. A lot of talk about this horse uh, on the borderline of getting a run. It might be a bit of trainer error here or bad luck. Akahiro, $34. Cerberus, $34. Character, $34. Zoom on, $34. Well, your horse, uh, DK, is uh, another one of the rough chances there. Gun deck, and uh, I can't really see uh, a winner coming from outside that, but the Derby can throw up some uh, real roughhouse results. Uh, let's have a look at uh, a couple of replays here. Let's go uh, Gunstock first. Absolutely destroyed him here. Not sure what was uh, in the field, whether El Patronus is uh, the Mickey Mouse form, but uh, I like the way you put him away. Didn't you, Nico?
0: Yeah, big win. Uh, Blinkers went on here. Savage is the line where he's a bit wayward last start. Um, Mm. Goes right past him. I think he could be potentially the best horse in this race, but he's going to have to show it from the gate now, isn't he? He's going to have to go right back from 19, circle the field, and... Yeah, show what he's got. Uh, I think he's got a lot of talent. I just may—that's just taking him out of play. If he had a drawn, say Barry number eight here and could have settled closer, um, I probably could have got entertained and been backing him. But um, I think you'll probably get closer to five, five fifty, six on the day because I just see people taking him on because of the map.
1: Mm. DK uh, laid in severely there. What, what are your thoughts now? Oh. Stepping out to twenty five hundred and just that maturity factor. Yeah, yeah,
2: no, he's got he's got a good platform. Stepping up, he's 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 a horse. I mean, was he fourth up for the winner two thousand? Mick Price is saying they've had a look at it, and Jai was saying the Derby can be won by that second wave coming. That's mm. they're going kind to of hope that's in his favour, that the, that you can run on, and um, the the wave of the strong stays rounds him up. So uh, yeah, but the barrier draw makes it, I mean, it
1: makes it hard for mine. All right, let's have a look at uh, the Spring Champion. And my horse here, Allegron, uh, comes through that one. you got Profondo uh, in the Castelvecchio-type colours here. And uh, you got Allegron just sort of whacking away. I think this horse is going to eat up the 2,500 metres. I would have liked him probably a little bit sharper uh, through the through the line, I must admit. But uh, I still can't believe his price of, say, nine fifty three dollars $3 the place versus... Uh, these other horses that are probably racing the rung below he's a different form
0: isn't he most of these you can tie him in they've been racing together um whereas he just comes out of the sydney form which could be better chasing profondo uh looks like he's the absolute stayer doesn't he 2500 is going to suit this horse down to the ground ground to the line there um preble goes aboard huge positive there and he's gonna he's gonna be wanting to get a winner for Godolphin, isn't he because if he comes out and wins on one of their horses he's he's got a spot in there for the the rest of his time here in Melbourne, if he wins the Group 1 for him, they're going to be using him. So, um, yeah, I can see each way. He's definitely a big yeah, He's going to be,
2: uh, be honest, isn't he? He's going to be strong. He's going to run the trip. But we can – I mean, you can say sometimes the Sydney form can be stronger, but we've got the Sydney form tying through the Guineas and Lanamo coming down here. So I'm not as, say, scared of the Sydney form coming into this race. So more, more the Caulfield Guineas tying. I'm looking more to that race for myself.
1: Case playing bookie here, how would uh, you attack this one? You got forgot you through the vase, you got gun stock, do you lay the two up the top and, and play for pray for the split? Well how do you how do you handle this?
3: I think you've got to, um, Scoot, I think you've, uh, despite, you, despite know, how good a chance uh, Gunstock looks to have, and now I forgot you might be a bit soft, but you've got to get something out of both those horses, even if you just look at the history of the race, that does throw results, and there's a lot of horses with you know, different form line, progressive ones, and you just don't know who's going to bob up and who's going to not turn up, so you have to make a book. Uh, is the one I'm with DK, I like the guineas for, and uh, I think it might be the progressive uh, one that just jumps out, out of its form, and... The the assaulter and uh, co were telling me all about it before the guineas and I'm like, it's not going to win the guineas, but when you watch how it went through the line that day, uh, it's in the right camp, it's got the potato man on board, he's on fire after the Cox plate. Um, You know, I'm I'm with it, but uh, a very tough race as opposed to the the derby.
1: I look at a horse like a Totsu and I I agree with uh, most of what Casey's saying there. It was great uh, through the line, but uh, to me... That is a really pooey setup. I don't like a horse that's goes 1600 to 2500 third up in its uh, campaign here. I'm very. It's the right camp to do it, That's though. right. It's the right camp They're to hard do to it. Doubt. But uh, there's no way I can take 650 about well, a horse You
2: could I mean, from... what you're saying, you would have said the same thing. How's a Donald Maiden going to line up in the Caulfield Guineas and look what it did? You know, like we well, only want a Donald Maiden second up into a Caulfield Guineas It's run third. Oh, I think he's the X factor horse myself.
0: Interestingly enough, he beat Commander Harry in that Donald Maiden. He started Doll twenty six. He did, he did. Abs- like didn't have a lot of luck and still beat him easily. Commander Harry's got forgot you within what half a neck last start yeah. there in the vase. So I mean he's yeah. easy to tie in, isn't he? Even you're backing, you're
2: backing the camp in here, aren't you? You're backing the camp. I see they put a crossover on him, so I hope probably help him settle because it's going to be the, the tempo is going to be he's got to settle in the tempo. That's
0: a bit. And it was the plan. Like, they come out of the guineas and it wasn't like, oh, we're going to run in the vase. It was like, no, we'll just go straight to the derby. Like, yeah. this has been the plan. So it's not like he's had a setback or anything. That's so.
2: right. That's right. He was going to go to the 1800 second, but he yeah. went to
0: the guineas instead. Well, interesting yeah. enough, in that 1800 metre race, he was $4 and Gunstock was 320 yeah. So before yeah. he got scratched, obviously. So yeah, I just they've think had think him right in everything, haven't forgot they? forgot he's
2: had a pretty busy prep and has that flat spot. Gunstock will be out in Nebraska. I think he's the he's the he's the one. Jay Allen's going to he's such a good rider of stage, Jay Allen. When does when do when do we find the
1: bottom of Forgot You? He might be absolutely on the oh, canvas. He might be buggered. He it's, could be. A chance, he's, the,
2: there. he's had busy. He's a busy couple of runs. Like he he did find the line really well on the Guineas. You couldn't knock him. But um, I, thought, so I I thought he found the line was, just as well.
0: If I was like Casey and had to play bookie, he'd be the one I'd be putting in. Forgot, Forgot You. you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: You might just if there's a big drift for Forgot You you he, he might even just try and lame the place as well and if they go like you just find they can the three-year-olds can run the 2500
2: even if they're not 2500 meter horses like we have seen in the past
0: especially but in the Oaks when yeah so
2: yeah, well, exactly. do that yeah so um I just think I just yeah, this camp who's to who's to query them at 2500 like so yeah, and just I'm just looking for some fresh some fresh getting there with the, the coiled spring <laughs> sort of horse and he looks like the cooled spring horse to me mm. DK,
1: you're talking about this rhubarb gin at Dan Murphy. Yes, I'm giving away odds here. Six fifty Tatsu, nine fifty Allegron. Do you want a little side bet for the uh the bottle of rhubarb gin if uh Allegron versus hototsu, a little head to head here? Yeah, well, okay, well I'll give you
2: yep, Yeah, head to head. So go, I'll give, Yeah. We're on. But I've got to give you some, some more, do I've got to give oh, a bottle well, of, no, bottle, no, of red, we'll, bottle
1: of red as well. Oh no, well we'll just go we'll just go we'll go head to head. Well my horse has has so been to two thousand and yours has got the it. got the skew if prep so I think it's I think it's a fair, no, fight. It's all right. Fair first past the post. First past the post. Right. The rhubarb gin. The rhubarb gin. All right, I've got it yeah, i You've spoken it. I'm spoken it. Yeah, it. <laughs> Dan to Murphy's. Find Dan Murphy's. Outstanding. All right, case. Uh, you heard of this rhubarb gin? It's not a gin I'm man. it's a it, whiskey, it, whiskey it, man, is isn't he?
3: Very strong male from DK. He's uh, he hasn't shut up about it today. He's uh, got me popping down the shops. Uh, but yeah, rhubarb very underrated. What is it? A fruit? I don't know what it is, but uh, bloody delicious.
1: Looks like celery. It looks like it's like a purple type yeah. celery. You have it with very rhubarb and custard have you pudding. Ever or? See it, the, uh,
2: oh, you it? ever seen the yeah. crumble? You ever seen on a dessert menu anywhere? No. Bet. It's, just, it's like it's like the loaded <laughs> affogato. If you will see the loaded avocado <laughs> on the sweet menu, just lock it in. You know what that is? Do you know what a loaded avocado is, Nico? No. Okay, it's the ice cream with the Frangelico and the coffee and with vodka, over. loaded <laughs> vodka and all that, because ice creams are digestive. So after you have a meal, ice creams a very good digestive. <laughs> so you get the coffee, you get the Frangelico, and you get the vodka. It's hard. But, but rhubarb crumble with ice cream is also just absolute lock it in.
0: Absolute key for a uh,
1: long lunch and uh, oh, yeah, can't wait for one of those after. Sounds the like
0: something the mug would be <laughs> all over that
1: one. <laughs> a loaded afogato, <laughs> yeah. just lock it in. Top shell stuff. All right, Case, uh, punters can see you on Sunday, can they? Mornington. Peninsula Cup Day.
3: Mornington Peninsula Cup. Hunters,
4: we're back.
3: We are back out there. So uh, do yourself a favour. Everyone's got itchy feet. we got Mornington Sunday. Obviously HQ, if you're lucky to get a ticket next week. And then Balnearing, the picnics are back for Stakes Day. So... You'd be crazy to miss it. Uh, if you can't get to headquarters, just do yourself a favor and get to the uh, Down in the Mornington Peninsula. Balnearing at Stakes Day is a pearler of a day. And we'll obviously look after you. Any of the pet doctors come up and say good day, you'll get the silver service. Don't worry about that.
2: You, uh, you're back That's being it. the uh, marijuana bookie on the grass? You're <laughs> out the front lawn there? Marijuana <laughs> bookie?
3: Ah, yeah, mate, that's the old man, he's a bit.
2: Oh, that's the old old man, sorry, the
3: old man, Yeah, he's an old hippie out there, yeah, but no, we're in the main, ring. we're big big time in the picnics, mate, we're in the main ring, we're in the the likes (laughs) of Nico Noonan to come in and uh, wipe us out after checking out the, the yard.
0: He will bet your punters if you're there. He he, he gave oh, me a crack that day, and um we went head to head for a few races there, but I think I got the better of him. So yeah, it should be mate, bookie versus punter. I might try and just sneak into Ballanera. He might do the yard <laughs> from there as well. I might have to do, uh, find well, some bets well, there to, too. I might have to so send Dave. To might yard yard run you gotta, you, you're gonna
3: have to let Nico Noonan on if you want to get the real yard mail. So uh, <laughs> you know you can handball it after that.
1: Outstanding stuff, Kay. So good luck on Saturday and uh, for the rest of Cup Week, and uh, we'll try and uh, tune in this time next week for more amusings and thoughts and hopefully that blue duck just uh, sails first past the post.
3: Oh, praying punters, praying punters. I need Empire Rose Closure. Have a great day and uh, enjoy it. It's Derby Day. It's uh, it's spectacular every year. Can't wait.
1: Outstanding stuff, case. All right. Uh, the speed map you saw is punningform.com.au. So if you want to do your maps, uh, save all your notes, and get kick-started with the database, it is foolproof. It's easy to use and very simple. I'm hopeless with the computer. I think it took me a day to figure out how to deposit into uh, uh, some crypto markets. But uh, punningform, you can just go straight into there. I think you can figure it out within sort of half an hour or an hour. And uh, Sugar Shane Baker will give you a private tutorial as well. $2.97 a month. Uh, that's punningform.com.au so if you want to take your punting from a uh an amateur to a pro level make sure you check out puntingform.com.au all right we'll take a quick break and uh we'll talk more flemington with nico next welcome back to beth doctor it's uh derby day we are absolutely amped and Casey's fantastic then let's have a look at uh the hotham now race two on the card nico's found one here and uh Top of the market here is Great House. Well, it looks too short for me. $2.40. Man Cayenne, $3.60. King's Charisma, $7.00. La V, V, uh, a horse that saved us on the bull stream, $10.00. Uh, Missary. Is $13. Knight's Order, 17 And fun fact, $18. Mirage Dance 18 And And uh, Sula Nuages $31. That was a horse that I spec and it was scratched and saved for this. I uh, took about 100 to $1 yesterday in the Bendigo Cup and wasn't required with uh, Wentwood. But, um, Nico, we're going to have a look at the uh, last up replay of Man Cain. John Barry, 1. Meech, Ma, Eustace, 2,500 metres. You can see why you found this. Yep,
0: easy find, isn't it? This is his last start at Caulfield. Your punters are probably looking at this form and thinking, oh, benchmark 78 form, but he did do a lot of work in the middle stages to sort of get into this race, and he's um, kicking there with Durston, his stablemate, who looks like he has a fair bit of ability. No doubt Elsa one probably should have won the race, rubbing that in for a few punters out there. Mm. But he's just that last 200, he had the gap between runs. He was about a month off, and he's just the fifth fastest at his last 200 there. So, Obviously, just fitness was telling there late. Gets up to 2,500 metres here and gets the blinkers on for the first time. Meach draws Barry number one. That was the first time he's ever taken a position in a race in Australia. So I imagine she rides him very similar, probably takes the box seat here. Is, is, that, that a, is that a worry? Not in a staying race, I don't think. You don't think? Is no. it a worry?
2: One for Meach and one for
0: the... I, I'd sort of prefer Linda
2: to be outside horses personally. I'm just being inside. I mean, he's got to have to wait for the brakes, doesn't
0: he? He does, but he has a, a really good turn of foot, this horse. Like, his first start here in Australia <laughs> was enormous. You go back through his starts, we go, well, Great House is coming through the Metrop and the Corfield Cup where he's run fifth in both, both great runs. Mm-hmm. You go back to this Kemble Grange benchmark 78, Man Kane starts favourite $3.90 and beats Great House by two lengths. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I think Man Kane was... No, he, he copped a few bad rides from Hugh at Kembla Grange, and it was purely the reason he didn't get into a Metrop. He didn't get into the mm. Caulfield Cup because he didn't have a rating. Yep. So they've come back and they've gone, all right, we need to win a race to get into a race, and this is obviously golden ticket into the Melbourne Cup. Had that run at Caulfield, blow up the cobwebs. Mm. Blinkers go on here. Um, so this,
2: is, this, is, this, is, try, this is to get him in the cup. Oh, This is big time. Blinkers this is handlebars Mar, down. Mar at, what, 2,500?
0: Blinkers on first time, 2,000 metres plus in Australia. Horses under $21. Uh, eighteen percent win strike rate, twenty percent profit on turnover. D- Highly profitable. Yeah. those I love, love,
2: love the shades, love the shades. But mm-hmm. that's interesting on stays. That's I've never thought about that. Yeah, so same on Hawk. You know,
0: nearly where you want to find him. My Eustace Airborne. Um, I'm happy to. I'm happy. To, I think this horse is the best bet of the day. To be honest, I think Linda just takes the gap. He's too good. Great house, how to play, and I think he's a better horse. So take the three sixty and take the hundred to one in the cup because he won't start that. He'll start. 21 bucks in the cup if he ends up winning this race which I think he will so happy to back him in both Mm. confident might be one for the uh, fave out
1: Melbourne Cup market DK. Oh, I've got, already got one for that. We're going to do a uh, Melbourne yeah. Cup preview show on yeah. Sunday. So we'll we'll keep uh, a little bit up our sleeve. But uh, Man mm. Cain could be uh, the real yeah. big blowout here. And uh, looks like they've tried to get his horse's uh, weight down. And uh, now they've found a race that can just get the golden ticket in. So Man Cain, Nico Noonan, $3.60. His best for the day. I'm not even going to add comment. If Nico's rubber stamped it as his best. I'm going to stand out of the way. This bloke is absolutely on fire. The uh, One of the best races on the card and nearly for the year is the Coolmore Stud Stakes. Let's have a look at the market. Odds courtesy of Top Sport here. And in the Congo, 440 into 390. Extreme Warrior, 440. Pileli, 750. Artorias, 950. Home Affairs, $11. Uh, Kalos is 11 21, Ingratiating. And you can get much, much better the rest. i tell you what, uh, all those horses in single figures and even down to Home Affairs, who's coming through uh, the Everest, that is just uh, mouthwatering right, lineup. Right, right. That's one of our great races. So we all, I, I'm a big fan of the Golden Rose, but I'd nearly say that uh, this uh, is nearly a bigger turn-on for me. Let's have a look at uh, the Golden Rose in the Congo and Artorias. We've got Animo, who's uh, gone on and uh,
0: won the Guineas. Oh, this is the Sapphire. With oh, this the is the Sapphire. Extreme Warrior, so... He's coming into this, well, he won the maiden off this at a chuca, and then he absolutely bolts in here, smashing here. It was as easy as you liked it, really. Spain just, Spain just gives him a few cuts with the whip, and he just goes completely on with it. Fastest closing splits in this entire race. Uh, clearly, his best overall figure. Um, rated very well. I think Dan O had him go into a huge figure in his sort of numbers, so... Um, I think the figure he run was one of the best for the three-year-olds all season. I think he's just coming to his own. This horse was always shown a lot of ability um, and was thereabouts with your animos and your general bows as a two-year-old, but I think he's gone on since then. And I think we saw that there in the blue sapphire, absolutely bolted in there. And I think he can still improve from the yard. He was still doing a few things mm. wrong there. He's been a horse who throughout his entire career, he's sort of got a bit culty in the yard, but he's... um. He's learning, he's maturing, and I think that's showing on the racetrack at the moment. So I I had Profiteer on top of him in the yard last start, and I thought, well, if they head to a Cornwall, I'd probably want to reverse that. No Profiteer here, but Extreme Warrior, I think he's going to be hard to beat, gets the right run, probably tags Pulele or one of those kind of horses to take him into the race. Looks like the straight's going to suit him down to the ground. Um, I, I can see what some people are saying with sort of in the Congo that he's going to be up there on, on speed, but... He he just gives me a tradesman like feel like this. I know it was a win in a golden rose. He beats animo. He did have a massive bias in his favour this day. Mm. You go back through his form. He sort of mixed it with paley. He's beaten him a few times, um, and all those kind of things. I know he's going to be on speed. He had to look down the straight and the jump out, which he handled it fine. And
2: the blinkers on in the jump out.
0: Blinkers on here as well. So it's go go go. But like, look at Artorias taking the late ground off him here. Artorias has had nothing in his favour, and he's absolutely charging home late. I can't get Artorius out of my mind. Like if this horse can find clear galloping room, I don't think he needs to, I don't care if he's last. He just has to find clear galloping room, chase the entire race. That's when he's best suited. Like his best runs in a high pressure blue diamond in the Congo here. A few others who are going to be rolling along up in speed, Kalos, um, home affairs sort of state. Like they're not going to go slow. That's going to be where we're going to see the best of him in a high pressure 1200 meter race. And, I suppose the most recent example of a horse like I think Artorias, who has probably the most ability in this race, might have been Merchant Navy, mm. gets their last hop, fast run race. Um, I'm having something on him at nines, and I'm back an Extreme Warrior as well.
2: Yeah, the straight, I think I like him going to the straight, Artorias. You know, then around the bend and sort of conceding. And, and the pressure, he doesn't have to think. You know, he can be a bit quirky and get a little bit chewy, but um, I think it sets up well for him. And uh, I'll just, again, Mick Price on, um, after the last last night, uh, said he's a he's a bit of a quirky horse, too extreme choice. He said he's at home. He'll only work alongside a maiden and do what he has to do. He mm. said on race day, he's a real race. It's turned out he's learned a lot about him. He's a real race horse. And uh, yeah, he said he should have won his you nearly know, his first start in town. And uh, he's yeah, pretty, don't, he's, he's don't robust, bring,
0: and he, oh, don't bring that up, DK. Oh, you, oh, there
2: you go tens <laughs> into fives in a moral beat. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. So uh, yeah, no, but um, and I'll just uh, I'll just the other thing I know is Paulalee's got a good. Against in the Congo, Paul ailey has got some good uh, weight swing on uh, in the Congo from when they've met at the previous meeting. So, uh, great race, great race. Of the horses, the
1: top five, the top five in the market. I I wouldn't talk anyone out of backing no. uh, tourists and Home Affairs. Uh, a backable prices if you like them, and then I think if you bully, like you're going to get a fair price about any runner that you like here.
2: And I think their horses you probably would have followed. Like the people you've been in their camp before, mm. so I say stick with you know. But got to be consistent. I say that to even recreational guys, you know. If you're a W Pike punter, stick with him. You don't back him one race, drop off the next, and he beats you because it's just a grey up. So you do this. So if, if you back Paul Ailey three or four times his prep you've backed him in the past, stick with him in the big race or mm. at least have something on him. You don't lose on it, you know. So uh, And people who are always back Artorius and always stick with your horse, you know.
1: Mm. So uh, extreme warrior for Nico, free bet time. Uh, I'll be interested to see what Nico finds in the yard. So free bet, DK. I know this isn't your go, but uh, free bet. You back Artorius? If he, if I gave you a hundred dollar free bet here in, in, in this race, race had I he probably would it? yeah? Mm. yeah. I, I'd be probably the same. This
2: he isn't just, a race kept, he I'm just keeps just keeps with. savaging the line, you know. He just needs just needs. I just think it'll set up for him to flash through and mm. um just yeah let him go hard and he's be and he's going to be really strong
0: late. So yeah, at the odds he does he, he does look the best of him, doesn't he? He just he's got to get his race craft. Got right. To,
2: that's right. He's got mm. he's got some it's pretty diff- freakish not, talent, you know. And it just could set up really well for him. So at the odds, yeah, uh, still trying to win something. What is he, eight bucks or nine bucks? Did you say
0: nine fifty? Yeah, mm.
2: top sport. Yeah, I would have I taken nine fifty. You've got to get some cream in the price because he's going to be giving him a
1: start. But mm. you know, fascinating. Okay, uh, I think uh, that's a wrap from us, and uh, we'll take a little bit of a break, and uh, we'll talk Assalter from Malta next. He's going to preview the Cantala, and he's going to preview the Golden Eagle. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. A behind-the-curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot, and Nico and DK are in studio. And now it's time to talk to the man with the golden gun, Jason Azapati, undefeated on the show. He's an absolute gem, this bloke. Uh, nature strip, secret blaze. He declared them both. You guys have got plenty of money in your kick, and he's going to add more. Jace, how are you?
5: Well, thanks, Scoot. Thanks for that introduction. Only one way to go from here, but uh, hopefully we can keep the roll going.
1: Mate, you are absolutely airborne, and uh, you're a pinch hitter. So we've got you to do the Golden Eagle this week, but uh, it's Derby Day, and uh, I'll tell you what, I was salivating yesterday when I was looking at the fields that DK was mentioning earlier, that spring's in the air, it's a little bit warmer, all the blood starting to pump, you know, as fast as it can through every uh, little orifice and muscle of ours down here. But uh, we're a horned-up deluxe, and you found one in the Cantala that you're horned up for. So before we have a look at the Golden Eagle, let's have a look at one of the features, the Cantala uh, stakes here. Odds courtesy of Top Sport and it's Mr. Brightside that uh, tops the market. One of yours, DK. I think mm. you backed it uh, when it was kicking off and its maidens uh, months and months ago. But uh, $3.90 favorite here. Roy Deeney $9.00. Shiloh $9.50. Arameo $10.00. Ice Bar $10.00. Superstorm $11.00. One of my horses. Buffalo River $12.00. $12. Cascadian $12.00. $12. Quantum Mechanic $19.00. Just Folk is on the back up here. $26.00. King Magnus $26.00. Tory 26, and you can get much, much better than the rest. We're gonna have a quick look at uh, Mr. Brightside last time in the out at Ballarat, winning here. Jace, talk us through it.
5: Yeah, look, I think this is a, a listed race, but look at Mr. Brightside here. Um, it's on the wrong part of the track. There, it was the rail was off. This race is over 400 out. It is absolutely jogging. Um, it's absolutely destroyed these horses. And yeah, are these Group One horses? They're not. But the form out of this has been super strong. Uh, Wicklow Town ran second. It's gone on and won at at Mooney Valley on Friday night. Milton Park went on um, and won that cut race last weekend. Um, The form out of it is absolutely red hot um, for a listed race. Um, As I said, that that race was over on the turn. It was just such a dynamic win. He absolutely jogged um, up the straight. This horse he came from New Zealand. Um, they bought it after after one one start, I think it was, or two starts. Got beat by too much to bear and a maiden, which I'm still devastated about. Um, and has just since then just gone through the grades here. I think they've they've really managed this horse exceptionally well. The Hazers, um, they've they've targeted this race, um, aiming to get in on a limit. And it just hits this race in absolute peak form. And I know there's plenty of people out there on Twitter land saying this horse is a benchmark 84 horse. How's it favourite? It's got none. Um, (laughs) But the way this race will be run, uh, Buffalo River and Riadini. there's a heap of speed. Um, And a lot of these horses get out of their ground. Superstorm, Cascadian, Shalo. Um, It's just going to posse up here with 52 just behind the speed. And it's going to come up around them with about 400 to go and accelerate, and it's going to take an exceptional run from something behind to beat it. Um, look, I, I've had this race in mind for this horse for about six weeks, and I was I sort of was hoping to get $10, and when it's come up fave, I'm like, oh, I don't want to back it. But the reality is it's just the horse, the clear top pick in this race, and I, I think we're going to get better than the price you've got there at the moment because I think there will be um a lot of a lot of opposition to this horse. Um, but look the figures that it's run on my ratings is is equal to anything else on this race. Um, I think there's only two possible dangers. I think Shalo is a clear second pick. Um, it's in in on the limit as well. The key to this horse is fresh. Don't be put off by um, the five weeks between runs. They've done that intentionally. She's four from four fresh. Her run was absolutely enormous when she won last start, but she did only run down. Be good to your mother, um, but I think Myle Flemington on the limit. This horse is, you know, has an electrifying finish. And if any of them run down, Mister Brightside, it's her. And Arameo, it's a funny horse, isn't it? Gone to Singapore, um, was average, at, you know, in Melbourne in the in the in the middle of the year, and has come back and. It's pretty good, that Epsom run, 53.5 while i just sneaking up on the fence of G-Boss, Group 1 mile. It's probably the only type of race that um, you want to be on him is, is in Group 1s. Um, I thought that was the other danger. Um, so I thought, you know, for quaddy players, and, et cetera, this is a leg you could really skinny up on the day because it is quite a difficult day. Um, but I'll be I'll be backing Mr Brightside and Shalo to to win um, significantly and I'll be chopping out on Arameo.
1: It was interesting looking at that replay, Jason. I might throw to DK here, but uh, Just Folk was the horse that was uh, four lengths behind Mr. Brightside there. It's come out and won the Crystal Mile, so it's gone from listed to Group 2 level, beat a horse called Elephant. Last week, it's on the backup Just Folk, so it's it's gone 52 kilos. So out of those horses, you probably I'd probably be leaning Mr. Brightside. Um but what do you think? Like it's been up a while. This horse been up a while, but uh,
2: that's the beauty of what As is saying. He's followed the horse. He knows the horse really well. That's what we pride. I pride mm. myself on knowing horses. Like I knew him. I saw him jump out. That's what I was first. Like I saw him jump out. I said, "What's this horse?" Go back and look at his New Zealand replays. I can see why they bought him. He's like got held up all the way up the straight. In one of those runs. Gone and brought him. Um, as I said, as I said, full credit to the Hayes boys. How can they get this horse to this race on the limit weight? They've done it. He's in great form. Look, he might he might drift, and then but I can see this. I can see the models supporting him. They love a picket fence. They love a good mapper. So that that all plays in his favour to be strong in betting late. Um, look, yeah, look, he's uh, he's a horse on the up. He was, he's he's still got plenty of upside. That horse. I like, get they haven't got to the bottom of him. So.
0: Mm. Um, I think a big thing with him has been his attitude. Like even his attitude in the mounting yard. He's always just. Look like a horse that does everything so easy. It's the way he wins his races. Um, Yeah, full credit to the team to get him where he has. Um, Yeah, he was a horse, I think we've backed him on the mounting yard stuff three or four times because he just parades outstanding every start. And he always kind of looked like a horse who was just a cut above the rest of them. And when they're like that, they usually end up in this sort of grade. I think the big thing with him here is... He's adaptable with both speeds. Like he's been in a fast run race at Mini Valley mm-hmm. where they've gone, you know, nine and a half links above to the 600 meter mark. He's the strongest late there. Last up they go ten lengths below. He has to sprint home, sort of twelve links above his last 600. He's strong as anything else in the race late. Um, I think that's a huge tick with him. He's versatile and he gets the right run. Uh, I was I was Mister Brightside to beat Arameo. Probably Superstorm in the game. Um, if he's a real get back run on closer, but. I, I, I think they're just the
1: – the I guess the more seasoned horses, Superstorm and Cascadian, I think their chances have been cruel to the barrier draw. Like. Superstorm, 14, and then you got got uh, Cascadian, 15. you got Oliver on one, and then J-Mac. They're just going to have they've, – they've got one option, and they're just going to have to snag right back. And as uh, Jay said, they, uh, it's a big, big start. you got weight. He's gonna yeah, take I, a lot of catching this off.
2: By no means a vintage cantaler either. No. I think that plays into the broadside side as well. But yeah, and then he's op, his opposition and they're gonna be mapping have Learning to make well, up a big
0: ground on him. Yeah, Arameo's definitely the stalker. I, I reckon you could mark Arameo much shorter. Like he ran second in the Epsom last start. He was headed by and kick back to beat Dallasan and mm. gets run over the top by Private Eye, who'll probably touch on a bit later, but I definitely think he's the danger, and uh, I mark him second pick, Aramea.
1: Mm. So on yeah. first look, at uh, it looks like a big uh, jumping class, but uh, yeah, hopefully they uh, take him on, and uh, we get a price. Hopefully uh, your market read is as good as uh, you've been reading uh, the races. All right, should we do Rose Hill? Should we bother with Sydney, DK? Sydney, <laughs> yeah, we, we've, we've, we've upset a well, couple of
3: people.
2: Yeah, we upset. We got some. We got some feedback on. Uh, Twitter. there's, but there's the gold, and it was was it? I think the bonder. I'll, I'll quote as it. It's a seven point five million dollar benchmark eighty four. <laughs> <laughs> we did get a, we did get some feedback last night. Of, did you uh, go
1: after a couple of uh, horses
2: last oh, week? It
5: Just, might have been PVL Burner,
0: I reckon well, on Twitter. PVL Burner account had to be.
5: I did. not I didn't say that about about the Great Sydney Racing. I think DK's making that up. <laughs> <laughs> abuse, abuse him on Twitter and
2: not. Oh, it. I've got someone. I'll quote someone else. And we had, um, We did get some feedback from uh, Mark on Twitter last night. He he said, uh, "Can we stay out of the uh, Melbourne Sydney versus rubbish rubbish? And can we pay homage to the to the Classic Legend Stakes? And what a great field it is." And um, I just want to quote um, Peter Lawrence, who's a, who's a longtime punter, um, opinionated on Twitter. I'll quote him. He says, say what you want about the Everest. It's been a big success for sure. But the classic legend stakes is nothing but an act of bastardry whose sole purpose is to destroy the Darley Sprint next Saturday. So there we go. So we'll not We'll stay out of this Melbourne-Sydney rubbish, but we are a Victorian-based show. And uh, that's the point of the classic <laughs> legend. So I just thought we'd get that out there, Mark. <laughs>
5: Nice well, well. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I thoroughly support that comment. And the invitation was an act of bastardry to uh, ruin the Empire Rose, and that failed. Um, and the Golden Eagle is an act of bastardry to try and keep the good four year olds out of the Melbourne Spring, and that's failed. Um, I would say all their pop up races this spring have failed. Um, and not only that, the protest last week. Uh, went past the invitation, which means everyone missed the invitation and they lost millions in turnover after Volandis insisted that it was uh, after the Cox Plate so they could get more turnover. So it's just been brilliant on all fronts. Um, <laughs> long live the Melbourne Spring, long live the racing pattern and let's get this stuff
1: sorted out. Mm, it's uh, It's crazy, isn't it? Oh dear, cash. That's what we're all racing for, and uh, seven point five million dollar golden eagle. Let's have a look at the market here. Nico's horse from the stream. Uh, this is another one that Nico found very early in its career, and it was good to us uh, when we took on the rant, Jace, and. Knocked you boys off slightly. But uh am Thunderstruck as a favorite here, 480 into 390 already on the move. Uh private eye, $7. Apache Chase has been a uh big go. 13 into 750. Ellsberg uh 850. Count to rupee 14, maximal 14. Uh law of indices is 21. A tissue $26. Exo boom. Out it Pop Last Start, $26. Uh, how often does a horse win uh, the start after you've backed it? Vangelic, $26. dollars Aegon $31. Uh, Forbidden Love, $31. Love Tap, $34. Media Award um, is $34. And uh, horses like Amish Boy uh, round out the chances there at uh, $41. So it's got a, a fair tail on uh, on this one. That's for sure. We're going to have a quick look at Om Thunderstruck first. And uh, it's a pretty... Uh, a pr- oh, actually, he's uh, Apache Chase uh, rounding up Emerald Kingdom, which is uh, he's a pretty hard going horse. But uh, this horse is on fire uh, at the moment. Apache Chase from the uh, Desley Forster yard. Chase.
5: Yeah, going uh, going enormous this horse. And, and to be fair, the horse has had ability right throughout its career. Um, it's it's um, it's winter in Brisbane was really strong. It ran second in the in the Queensland Guineas, where actually Private Eye ran it down. Um, it went to the the Fred Best and beat Ayrton when Ayrton was a, a buck thirty or whatever it was, and then um, went to the Stradbroke and, and got beat four lengths and was on the inside there where you didn't want to be. Um, it was eight bucks in the six fifty. So this horse has a heap of ability. He went to the Westwood first up in a listed race um, and got the chocolates, and then went to that open handicap and and comes to Rosial here and um, definitely, definitely, definitely the race shape suits this horse um, on Saturday.
1: Mm. And uh, let's have a look at Om Thunderstruck in the uh, the two rack. It was uh, barging sort of, uh, it was out the back in the rack. It was uh, a little bit uh, sticky for a while there, and Jai's just uh, found a passage. Cool cool ride, really, and um, he just uh, explodes through the line there, and I think he doesn't really lose much here with uh, Hugh Bowman now taking the ride. Nico?
0: No, not at all. Like, uh, Hughie's, I think he had the opportunity to stay down in here in Melbourne, and he went back up to ride this horse up in sydney they'll probably one knock out of the two rack is there's a few horses that have come out of it and failed um so maybe that really fast run race um has left a few a bit flat but he is going to be three weeks between runs and he is back in trip so there is some positives there for him i think this is the only horse that these pop-up races have lured away like this would have been a great horse to see in a cantal or a cox mm-hmm. plate but um we get to see him up there and i think we get a reasonable enough price to back him i think he probably is of what we've seen, one of the better sort of four-year-olds that we have. Um, he's $3.90 here. I kind of only saw his only dangerous private eye, really. And his other danger is probably the pattern. If we get a track like Golden Rose Day, um, we saw that by speed animo. So, look, you got to be a good horse to overcome that. So, if that's a factor there on Saturday, that could be something you have to work into your uh, pricing in that. But I think $3.90 um, at this stage, is more than uh, respectable enough, and I think he's worth backing at that price, to be honest.
2: Mm. DK? Yeah, well, um, I was saying to you earlier, Scoot, that Mick Price was on Racing.com last night, and he's fantastic to listen to, Mick Price. None of the train spin or anything. He just mm. calls it how he calls it, and he was great. Straight with, shooter. Straight shooter with BZ and Matt, and they really interviewed him well. So a few, few learnings from what he said last night. I picked up he loves cash. He loves <laughs> cash. He said, oh, I need the money, and so does Huey. That's why they're pinging for $7.5 million. He didn't go Cox Plate and other options. Two, he said he's uh, had a good look at the previous runnings of this race. Um, there is a mad charge to the first bend. Mm. So he'll be sitting off a of midfield and trying, a slingshot. To round, slingshot, trying to round him up. And uh, he also said Gerald Ryan's looking after the horse in Sydney. Said flicked him a text after he worked, uh, must have been yesterday or the day before whenever he worked, and said, there is no way you have got to the bottom of this horse yet. Mm. So I think that sort of offsets what might be that flat... Predicting Definitely. that maybe yep. a flat run that mm. I'd say Gerald's had a look at him. Said, he's had depression now. He's had, he just he's in good order, you know. Mm. And Gerald said, there's, there's more in this horse. You've got more coming. And He's only lightly raced, as we know. So I thought uh, they were all positives
1: and, uh, yeah, be
2: nothing better for them The Vic get up there and take all that cash, lovely – Peter Volandi's cash.
1: <laughs> Apache <laughs> Chase, uh, I, I like the way Salter's uh, going about this race because he's got Apache Chase uh, out up in front and then he's got, I yeah. guess, the best closer I on Thunderstruck. And you've got the imports too, Jase, the Law of Indices and Maximal. Now they've drawn the car park visitors draws, thankfully.
5: Yeah. I think the ratio. this will be a dry deck at Rose Hill, 1,500 metres. It's very, very hard to make it's a 600 metre run to the first turn um, then you sort of come to a turn, a little bit of straight, and then another big turn. It's very hard to make ground wide on those mm. turns on a dry deck. So um, inside barriers are are of key, and I think you'll find Apache Chaser work his way across. You've got the hardheads, Clark on Vangelic and Parr on Ellsberg who are drawn in, and mm. you can just see them putting up a bit of a roadblock behind the leader, um, not wanting to go too hard. I think it's going to make it extremely hard for backmarkers here. I think Huey, he's from eight after scratchings. Um, I expect him to lob sort of six to eight. He's going to need to be there, and he knows that you can't make ground around that bend, so he's not going to go for him until they straighten, um, and hopefully there's been enough pace on for him to to run them down. I think um, Apache Chase, I think those two are the only possible winning chance. I'm Thunderstruck on Apache Chase. I'm giving. I'm completely giving Private Eye and Asian none. The only chance they have is if they snag, go back to the rail and weave through and fly home. Um, they can't come round them and win, in, in my opinion. Um, so I'll be leaving them out of everything. Um, and Ellsberg and Love Tap, just with the inside gate getting a suck through, if there was any blowout, mm. they'd be the two. But um, I'm betting heavily on Thunderstruck. I can't believe there's like $4.40 around town. For me, oh, wow. it's a $3 chance every day. Um, and Apache Chase um, was a bet at eleven dollars, but still at about eight fifty. Um, he's going to be, you know, hard fit on speed at, at Rose Hill, and I think I think those two, and as I said, Ellsberg and Love Tap are some roughies for people that want to take quaddies.
1: Tell you what, uh, DK's. Uh, if there's horse left, um, this horse is going to soak up the pressure, and he's just going to uh, launch late at him. This on thunderstruck, he only needs some, uh, a you know, good deal of luck and some uh, clear air. I know what you're saying about Rose Hill, You can uh, can get a little bit. Uh, Difficult for back markers, so a bit of a track watch there, but uh, I think uh, it's a safe way to go. So uh, on the progressive horses in the Cantala and the
0: Golden Eagle. Nearly factored into the price already, mm. like mm. At $3.80. allesberg has been the one that's been really well backed. He's mm. been 17s into 8.50, so maybe the punters are sort of looking at that map and expecting the the track to maybe play a bit up and in. But, um, yeah, I, I'm with Jace. I think it's been factored in already that the way the track could potentially play. Like he's a great price here of what he's been doing
1: outstanding stuff any uh other final thoughts or anything around the grounds jace a derby tip or a pearl um, yeah i thought the derby oh
5: i thought i'll a gun stop to a 19 now i'm a bit gray um i know nico's going to talk about the Coolmore, but um later i thought seven bucks earlier in the week it's coming a bit now but i don't know how in the congo isn't the clear favorite in the Coolmore. it's got me Completely mystified. He's beaten Paul Leely, this prep. He's beaten Animo this prep. Animo form's better than profiteer form, I think. Um, I do. I did notice Extreme Warrior was shocking in the yard last start and could improve, and it's a dynamite race. But um, in the Congo, blinkers on, handlebars down from the 400, catch me if you can. Um, that's me every day of the week um, in mm-hmm. the Coolmore. But what a race it is every year. Great Colts. Love it. Um you know, so many so many good horses could win. that's the other um, bet I'll be having on the days in the Congo.
1: Well, it's probably the only race uh, that's still intact after PVL's uh, tried to pop up and blast everything out of the water. So stay tuned. It's probably going to be the race he's going to go after next year. Jace, fingers crossed you can uh, keep your unblemished uh, record intact, but uh, if you do, we'll probably sack you after. We'll uh, <laughs> give you a week off anyway, because that's been the pattern. Uh, <laughs> kick a bag and uh, give you a, a bit of a rest, but uh, fresh performer, we might uh, get you on for uh, Thursday. Next Thursday, we've got, a, I think, an Oaks Day show and uh, the Steaks Day show, so we might do live show next next thursday there we go what do you reckon i'll uh-huh, yeah, right. well, just so we cover both race days yeah all right, and all they right. can just just jam in jam in via uh, youtube some questions but uh thanks very much jace good thanks luck on the weekend. On,
5: guys appreciate it
1: yeah, outstanding stuff now it's time to uh, introduce our favorite segment uh it's mugs moral who's uh becoming quite a get at stakes man so uh let's see what the mug has to say in sydney this week
4: Hi, guys. This is everyone's favorite segment, the Mugs Moral. This week, you got to wait till six, ten past six, race nine, Rose Hill, number four, Brooks Spire. I tipped it a couple of weeks ago and it got scratched. I thought it was a moral, but this is a moral. It's got third up, one from one. It's going to be off pace, Hugh Bowman, barrier free, 58 kilos. It looks the best horse in the race. That is the Mugs Moral. For this week, for the main race of the day, the Golden Eagle. The mug likes two horses. He likes I Am Thunderstruck and Ellsberg. And the mug's a Derby tip for Melbourne. It is. Oh, he's got to go with Forgot You. He's on it at a good price. So guys, Forgot You. So the mug's morale this week is race nine. Number four, Brook Spire. And in a Golden Eagle, he likes I Am Thunderstruck and Ellsberg. And in a Derby. he likes Forgot You. And what does the mug say, he Backs a winner? Go find your bookie. Thank you. And he'll be back on Sunday with his Melbourne Cup selections.
1: You can see what's happening here, mug. Give us your best. Now he's gone two races. Now he's gone three races. Honestly, he's coming after us. He's going to take over this show soon and uh, tell you what their uh, steam is. I think it's been uh, 290 to 260 Brooks Spire here. But it the way Mug bets and the way the market reacts to the Mugs mail, it might start evens, this thing. Good. Yeah, they always get truckloaded. And <laughs> he's even started trolling
2: me with the buddy is Trent Pazustin hat on. I was bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> he? Yeah, the Pazustin Racing on there.
1: Here we go, on your mug. <laughs> Doesn't miss a beat. He's an absolute beauty. And then Golden Eagle, he's uh, dutching on Thunderstruck and Ellsberg. So he's uh, hunting in the right sort of circles there. Ellsberg, Ellsberg's drawn low, heavily might get away tried, with it. Heavily tried early markets, Ellsberg, you said, didn't you, Nicker? Yeah, he yeah.
0: was 17s in. Yeah,
1: of course. It's uh, He's a money man, market. and then forgot you, a horse that we're all going to oppose, but uh, definitely uh, is a pretty well-credentialed horse. Let's have a look at uh, the top sport big bets, the steam top sport. Last week, the Manicato Jonker, Nicko... Uh, you were a bit keen. It It was eleven a thousand at eleven dollars, uh, Jonker. So make sure you take note of this segment this week. Uh, Flemington is the first one. Race five, number nine, Amaral Arena is a
0: thousand at eighteen dollars. Here, I like this bet. I mm. think she can bounce back big time. She was probably written a bit upside down last start in the uh, the Yanks. There, she was off the map in the betting. I think it was the day we were doing the stream, and the mm. the ramp boys were keen on her. So oh, we backed um, her as well. We had I think something, we had on, something on too, and uh, she, I think she'll be much better with a sit. J Mac at twenty one bucks or something. Um, you mm-hmm. got to be on there.
1: It's a crazy price. Just pr- price point alone. Forgive a run. Yeah. you you got to be with it. This could Got to go, go in the quaddy. This could be DK's <laughs> wager He race six number nine. Hotatsu, two thousand and eight dollars. Nice, it's nice bit, price. Into six fifty or something now. Mm.
2: Yeah, no, I like. I like it. Yep, yeah, I can use like the. He's the uh, he could explode this horse. Mm. It'll be uh, a phenomenal training performance. Would be, but we keep saying that about him, don't we? Yeah. You know, they just and then we've seen that beautiful property they got down. Would he be down at Fingal's Totsu, mate? What do you think he'd be?
0: They all go there. They all go yeah, there. All the everything, stays. just chops and changes. everywhere. Yeah. that's yeah. will So I imagine yeah. he would have been. We've down seen there.
2: those beautiful rolling hills they got down there, and how they work them up the hill, and you know, they're no, proving
0: you, do, you, they proven you don't need to race them to get them fit. Yeah, yeah. it's do a, do a way. Way.
2: and you just I just picking up on that. Kieran Maher, they interviewed him after Bella Nipatina got beat the other night. And he just wants to win. Like he they have so many winners, so many horses and everything, but he was just he so, wasn't filthy, but he was oh you know, he really I hate losing sort of thing. I thought Morris was gonna win, mm. you know. He'd be filthy with Gold Trip. Oh, Phil, yeah, yeah, what can you do with that when the mm. scanner and all that, you know? And but, now the
1: scanner's broken.
2: But did you see Couldn't have on, broken, on, on the on the opposite side, Danny O'Brien said that they young, found a couple. Young were that had X rays, didn't pick mm. up, the scanner picked up the hotspot. So, you know, you can see why they're doing it.
1: Okay, this next one is Mr Brightside uh, race eight number 14, fourteen, five thousand at four twenty. This could be the Assaulter's bet. Uh we've already spoken about this horse's chances, uh, up to the or in the race up to its ease. And then uh Rose Hill race seven number nine, Ellsberg two thousand at eleven dollars. There's the mug it's there. The second wave, so, sort of there, one at seven eighty in, then they've gone again at eleven.
2: So
0: that might be the best ticket of a lot of those bets. He's probably gonna start like he's seven dollars now, he might even start shorter with a pattern. Um
2: yeah, that's right. pat will be
1: interesting, won't it? Yeah. So that
0: that's that looks like it could be a good bet. Come race there, eh? mm, I'd be probably taking the Mister Brightside
1: ticket if I had to have a pick of all of them. But uh, I can see the angles for uh, all bets. Probably not a bad set. And yeah, last week thousand at eleven dollars, Jonker, which uh, I think it started about six fifty. You got absolutely hammered, hammered yeah, late, smashed. It? it was a, yeah, just a perfect setup and a horse that Nico found uh, the start before. So hopefully you guys uh, have followed up. You can often find uh, winners, and Mister Brightside's been one of those horses. If you have followed it off DK set. Um, you'd be uh, licking your lips because uh, that horse has got plenty of class. All right, that's a uh, that's a bit of a wrap for us. We'll probably get Tristan in on Sunday to uh, help us with the Melbourne Cup show. We'll do a uh, a Melbourne Cup runner by runner preview on Sunday. DK's rolling his eyes. Oh, he's a scoot. You get me out of bed on a Sunday, you bugger. Well,
2: I've got Mortlake on, mate.
1: I've got to get home for Mortlake. <laughs> Mortlake Cup day in it,
2: and Witchy Proof Saturday, Mortlake Sunday. What a weekend! I don't worry you'll about that. You'll be prepped. Don't worry about ready.
1: Flemington and all these all those other joints. So yeah, we'll we'll try and find a couple of other. Uh, good bets for Tuesday's Melbourne Cup uh, show we might even try and find it, our best winner out wide But uh- that's why you've
0: got to get DK out wide all these blokes are tipping like me tipping at Flemington hardest, probably hardest meeting of the year DK is just trying to find a moral source <laughs> out wide on, mate. $3 double at- up triple up play the same three dollars exactly. at Swan
2: Hills the same as three dollars at Flemington they play the same but as he said that's your wheelhouse my wheelhouse Boop. Stick in your stick in your lane, as I say.
1: Next uh, next Thursday, we might try a live show for uh, Ooh, o- live o- show. Oaks, so we can cover Oaks Day and Steaks Day. So we uh, we might have to uh, flick the cameras on live from eight thirty in the morning on Oaks Day. So if you're having a sicky, uh, make sure uh, you jump on our YouTube channel and uh, you can fire in some questions. And uh, or tr- if you like a runner on that meeting or uh, on a different race, we'll uh, we'll try and uh, get everyone's opinion across that. So we'll make that a bit of an interactive show next Thursday. Uh, make sure to check out Third and Long for NFL and our new NBA show that's live at nine o'clock. Uh, it's a little snapshot on uh, the last shot. It's called for NBA. So if you like to dabble on a uh, Uh, on an NBA game uh, while you're sitting there doing work or working from home, make sure you check out Nick Medellino's show. You get some great guests and uh, they know what they're talking about with the uh, the hoops. But, uh, Huge, huge, uh, huge, 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 huge week of uh, racing. We are uh, absolutely horned up. Can't wait to uh, to bet, sink our teeth into punting form. I'm going to lock myself away tomorrow. Uh, I'll brush the, uh, the misses and the kids, and I'll be looking at the puntingform.com.au database, and I'll be uh, trying to jam the Merlehans at topsport.com.au as well. DK, good luck on the weekend. Thanks, Gertie. Yeah. And Nico, let's pray racing.com get uh, get the yard right. We'll be right. Find a few winners, and uh, we'll be back. We'll see you Sunday for a Rail Cup Day preview. Thanks, guys. Thank you.